And welcome to the Vata Time podcast, where we aim to spread positivity, sustainability, and a more conscious mindset. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Bianca. And in today's episode, we're exploring the dark side of donations, where your donated items, clothing, and money actually go, and what you can do about it. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Bianca. How's it going? It is going. It's been a wonderful full weekend yes. for both of us. We've seen each other Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Love. I love getting the try, the try trifecta. Trifecta. <laughs> so tell me, tell me about Friday. Friday, Friday. Okay, this is the universe talking here. But Bianca and I plan to go to a gong meditation class and. The substitute teacher, he's one of the teachers that is doing a 40-day meditation that she's been doing every single day, and he was the one substituting the class, and even like weeks before, she was like, oh my gosh, I really want to take a class with him. The class would be so good. Mm -hmm. So we're like, we're going to the gong class. Yeah. And... um, (laughs) (laughs) Funny story. So funny story. Okay, universe. So I end up being... A little bit late to the gong class and I'm like riding my bike there's like a windstorm outside I'm like I'm getting there it's okay I'm sweating but it's fine and then Bianca calls me on the way and she's like I think I'm gonna be late I'm like it's okay me too she's like no like I don't think you understand <laughs> she's like uh the bike I'm riding has a flat tire I was like wait what yeah so um so I you know I was riding one of the city bikes which is like the bike share program that we have up here in New York and um you know, I started riding on a rough road, and next thing you know, I hear this cluck, 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 cluck sound, and I was like, oh, what's that? I looked down, and I'm like, the tire is literally on the floor. Like, the tire was coming off of the wheel, and I was like, oh, this is wonderful. So, <laughs> and I was so excited to go to this class, and I was like, ah. So I was like, I still have time. Let me go find somewhere to clip it in. But then when I was trying to clip it in, it like would not get clipped in because it has to be a certain height. And I didn't realize. So it took me like an hour. And unfortunately, I missed the class. But everything happens for a reason. I was still met up with Amanda. And then we ended up walking for about an hour, I would say, afterwards. And we were looking for somewhere to eat. And we found this wonderful, organic, vegan restaurant that we've never heard about, which is crazy because you would think that we've tried every single vegan restaurant that there is in the city. No, we haven't. And everything was vegan. It was so nice. We went to a park. We ate dinner. And it was very lovely. Unexpected things happen. And then universe is going to throw different... The universe is going to throw... Obstacles, obstacles Obstacles in your way and like it's there for a reason and I don't understand why Bianca was not able to go to the gong class but like I I was I was sitting there and I was like okay universe why like I don't understand I don't get it either I'm I'm sure I'll learn one day it's probably to teach me how to put the bike in with a flat tire (laughs) I feel like there that might be another thing I encounter in the future and now I know it won't take me an hour next time next time it's gonna take me 20 minutes to figure less than 20 minutes it's gonna take me five minutes to plug that bike in yesterday was also great the central park day and finally getting back outside and it reminded me of the nostalgic times of when Bianca moved here last summer and when she moved in it was already starting to get warm and our bike rides in the pier and just like everyone outside and being so happy and all the good vibes and it's all coming back and yeah it's- new york is like alive i have not seen this many people in since i moved here 
I was like, the, the subways were packed. So many people were outside. It was so good to see like the sun outside and it was beautiful. It was an awesome day. I walked 15,000 steps yesterday. And I was like, no wonder my body is done. Today my body is done. I'm like, why am I hurting? Everything hurts, but I need to get back and moving, which is something you've done recently. Because what did you do this morning? So I went to a gym class this morning. They reopened the New York City gyms, yeah. the studio classes. And yeah. I forgot how much of an impact, like just moving your body really affects yeah. you. So I've been doing it ever since I reactivated my plan. So every single day this week. <laughs> every day. I'm so sore. Out. I'm so sore. Yeah. But I've been trying to couple it with like easier things too. So like the meditation day one day. Bianca will be joining me shortly. Yeah. And so. give me two weeks and I'm there with you. I'm going to be there with you. I don't know about every day. I'm more like a three days a week kind of girl, but um, I definitely need to get back and moving and get my body going because over the winter I just get like stagnant. Um, but yeah, we will, I'll be there with you. I'm excited. Wee! <laughs> Are we ready to get into it and talk about the darkness of donating? Darkness! Oh my goodness. It sounds like those two words should never be together. 55.5% of American households say that they give to charity. Okay. Which that's a pretty good number because that's over half of the American population is donating either monetarily or items. Yeah. In some sort of sense. Okay. So then... To dig down a little bit deeper into that, in an article published by the Nonprofit and Voluntary Sector Quarterly, they <laughs> recruited 819 Americans who had donated and asked them a few questions relating to their motives behind why they donated. Okay. So the answers fell into five categories. We have trust, altruism, social, egoism, and taxes. Oh my goodness. Let's let's dive down yeah. into some of these because I had to Google what altruism was because I had no idea. Same. But um, so number one, trust. So people are more likely to give to nonprofits that they trust will use their donated money to make a difference. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. Like if you trust somebody, I'm like, here, I know you need this and I know you'll use this in the good way. Exactly. Okay. So altruism is an unselfish concern for other people. So you're doing things simply out of a desire to help, not because you feel obligated to. Then next we have social. Okay. And many donors say that they give because their donations matter to someone that they know and care about. Oh. So more personal cause. Let's say you had someone that might have had a heart attack. So you focus on donating to like heart disease. Yeah. Okay. Then egoism where people donate in order to receive some personal benefit. So whether this is feeling good or looking good to others. Oh, okay. So that's like the fake. Yeah. It's like <laughs> opposite of altruism where it's like you're unselfishly giving. This one, you kind of have that alternative motive instilled. and Yeah. And people do give because it makes them feel good as well, which... Yeah, like if there's a fundraiser at work and everyone's donating to something, you're going to feel like a jerk if you're the only one not donating, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's true. I get that. that no, yeah. So that's like an ego-driven thing because you don't want to be that one person that's not donating. But. Exactly. Okay. Then lastly, we have taxes. And <laughs> some people donate to get tax breaks. So that's another, that's another reason why people donate. Yeah, there's, you know, that saying that people say there's two things guaranteed in life is like death and taxes. I have not heard of that, but yes. Wow. <laughs> Those are both guaranteed, 100%. I'm sure it's, I think that's the phrase, but yeah. 
That's hilarious. Okay, so people get, do it to get a tax break. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So those are the main reasons. Yeah. It makes me kind of do a self-evaluation. Like, I'm, like, thinking of myself, like, why do I donate or why do I do something? And, um, yeah, that's very interesting. Like, I remember doing, a, um, like, a guided meditation a couple of months ago, and it was, like, do something for someone else. Like, the whole message of the meditation was to do something for someone else and not tell anybody about it. And it actually feels good, like, not to tell anybody. Like, don't tell your significant other. Don't tell a friend. Like, keep it to yourself and know that you did that. And, like, how satisfying it is to help without telling people about it, without making an Instagram post or a Facebook post or whatever. Just do it and, like, not tell a soul. How did that make you feel? Because I, I love the concept of this. Did you, yeah. like, feel differently? Like, what what, did, what yeah. did you take from that? Well, it feels good. But then I'm also, like, I love sharing things. I'm, like... <laughs> like want to tell you I would I did this I did that you know but it feels good yeah it feels good to do something but then again it's like you can't keep it to yourself because then for your taxes like we're talking about like the IRS knows (laughs) right right. but no that doesn't count but yeah it feels good it's you know one of those like giving without expecting to receive but like you need to give to receive right so it's like one of those things yeah but yeah so one thing to kind of guide us in in our discussion is like we researched some statistics and uh, some facts for you guys uh, just about like where when we donate things because okay we talked about like why are we donating so like moving on to like what happens when we donate because like I think in general I know I've donated a bunch of stuff before and I don't know if you have. Same here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know when we came up to New York, I donated half my stuff because I was like, I don't want to move across states with a bunch of stuff I don't need anymore. Um, so this was before I did my research. And now that I've done my research, I'm learning so much. <laughs> Globally, 80% of discarded textiles end up in a landfill and only 20% are actually reused or recycled. So that's a global fact. So 80% of textiles end up in a landfill. That's an outrageous number. Yeah, yeah. 80% of discarded, donated things. And then bringing it home to the U.S., less than 10% of what is donated to donation centers actually get resold in the U.S. So there's a 90% bucket that's a big question mark like if only 10 percent of the stuff that we donate actually gets resold in the u.s what happens to 90 percent of our things right so a lot of it goes to the landfill but then a lot of it also gets sold um it gets packaged up and sold to third-party uh countries so there's these traders and they buy textiles from the united states which are used used things so like clothing items and things like that and um they get shipped across the world and these traders they pay for it so like items that we donate you know these donation centers are packaging it up because they're being overwhelmed with donations right if 55 percent of americans are donating to donation centers like they can't resell everything right that's too much stuff think about all of the americans and then half of them are donating and then It's just a lot of stuff, right? They're overwhelmed. So what they're doing, these donation centers, they're packaging it up, selling it overseas. And what happens is that once it reaches these underdeveloped countries, um, they are, what they're doing is that they're selling these items to their, um, to their people, right? 
Um, and that seems good in theory, but then you also have to think about um, the fact that this also hurts the economy of these underdeveloped countries because they're still working on developing their economies and all that. So what's happening is that a lot of the factories and textile factories are laying off their people because they can't make products as cheaply as they can import them. So it's cheaper for them to buy you know, free clothes that we're giving away <laughs> from the U.S. and sell, reselling that to their people rather than having factories and all that, um, people working and creating their own clothes and shoes and all that. So really that hurts their economy because they, you know, they're losing jobs and they can't sustain themselves either. So at the end of the day, it's like, um, it goes very deep. <laughs> this research, I was like, oh man, this is like a black hole that we're getting into because once you start digging down, like where does our stuff go? It's like, it, it goes everywhere and nowhere at the same time. So it's, I thought that was really interesting. Just the fact that, going back to the fact that you said the 10% is what gets like actually donated and used and resold in the US. So like you donate 10 shirts, one, one of those shirts is actually going to be resold and bought. And so typically, like when I think of donating, I think of it as like a positive thing, like a net positive. It's just like a good on good on good. Mm -hmm. And so you have that one shirt that you donate and then the store is getting money from that donation. And then someone is getting that item. And then the, the item is not ending up in landfill. Like where could we go wrong? Yeah. But you just pointed out, like, there's so much where we can go wrong, and that shirt is probably not even ending up in the United States and is somewhere else and is now causing someone's job and livelihood, mm -hmm. like, to disappear Yeah, because of my shirt that I donated. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very interesting just to think about... Um, and we're going to provide solutions for all of this at the end. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. Just stay tuned till the end of this episode. Like we have so many good resources for you guys. So don't freak out yet. <laughs> and one quote that I really want to throw out there really quick is like, nobody really wants to be another country's dumping grounds. And that really hits true because like when we're done with stuff, if it's getting, sh if our 10 t-shirts are being shipped off to a different country, like that's our, you know, that's like, nobody wants to be that dumping ground. And whether that's stuff like our t-shirts or trash, right? Because trash gets shipped out to different countries too. So it's just interesting. Like obviously no country wants to be another country's dumping ground for landfills or anything like that. Um, so that one, that quote resonated with me a lot. And going off of that, so... To understand how big of a scale the secondhand clothing industry is, it's worth $3.7 billion. Billion with a B. Oof, that's a lot of money. Like, one, I didn't even know that there was that large of a secondhand clothing industry. Like, yes, mm -hmm. the, the donating industry, but the fact that it's even like an industry and then creates that amount of income yeah. is insane. Yeah, Wow, with a B. That, I know. That's huge. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Studies show that people who donated items to charity subsequently show lower intentions to be environmentally friendly. What? So, right? Like, when I first <laughs> read this, I was like, hold up. Let's back it up a second. Like, I don't fully comprehend that sentence. So, so say it again. So, people who donate stuff? People who donate items to charity 
show lower intentions to be environmentally friendly. Wow. So when you take a step back and kind of like analyze that a little bit more. So there is a cycle, right? You buy, you use, you donate, buy, use, donate, buy, use, donate. And it's that net positive effect in your mind. So it's like, okay, you can buy something, you use it, you donate it. It's all good. Someone's getting use out of it. Like these are all great things. So when you actually like dive into it, it's like if the purchases you were making were really thought through and you held your t-shirts and shoes for years and years and you don't use like clothing or items as more of a disposable item, like you're going to keep those and you're going to donate less. But the fact that like in your mind, it's just like a net positive. You don't really see the negative side of it. So it's just a forever continuous cycle. That's, that's so true. That reminds me of this episode. There's this show, it's called Adam ruins everything. And they did an episode one time about these marketing techniques that some companies use where they'll make the consumer feel good because they'll be like, oh, you buy one product and we'll donate that same product to someone in need. And what happened was that, you know, when these companies were selling millions and millions of products, they had to produce millions of the same product in order to give that away. And what was happening is, just like we talked about earlier, is that these economies and these underdeveloped countries or developing countries right now, they got shot just because like they, you know, there's no longer a need for that product to be produced in that country anymore so they're getting all this for you know which is good like oh we're putting we're giving people in need this item but then people who were producing that item in these countries um you know they were out of business because they can't you know all these products are coming in for free and i don't want to give the exact example because i don't want to throw companies under you know i don't want to put that negative energy out there but it's definitely something to think about that it's a marketing technique and we think it's helping but in reality, it's maybe not helping as much as we think it is. <laughs> right. It's like donating is good, but when you produce so much more things, yeah, like it makes it even worse. Yeah, and I don't, I can't even imagine the sustainability part of that, right? Of that aspect of that equation. Um, but all of this doesn't just end with clothing and items. Like it goes beyond that too. So. What happens to our money when we donate it, right? Because we're like, okay, we're going to calm down with the stuff now. We're going to just donate our money. So what happens to that and where does it go and all that? Um, So I don't know if you guys know or not, but the little accountant in me is (laughs) cheering on for this one because like you mentioned earlier, people donate for tax breaks, right? So in 2020... There was the CARES Act that was passed because of the pandemic that was going on. And um, one of the provisions in it was that people can take their regular standard deduction. And in addition to that, they can take up to $300 of donations that they've made to qualified 501c3 organizations as a tax break, which is great for people because usually in order to get your... um, tax deduction you have to itemize your deductions which is not a lot of people do that unless you know you own a home or something like that um so that makes it so that everyone can take a charitable donation tax break so that means that more cash is flowing into more charities hands and the hopes is that that money is getting more towards the people who need that money right Hopefully. On average, 40% of money donated to 
charity organizations, it goes directly to overhead expenses. So that means you're paying for the C-suite uh, executive salary. So that's the CEOs, the CFOs. Um, you have to pay for rent, marketing, advertising, um, those little pens that they send you in the mail and they want you to donate money. So when you don't, it, you don't think about that when you're donating money. You're thinking that all of the money that you donate goes directly to people who need it. And that's not always the case, right? And there are so many examples that I found when doing the research for this, but one particular um, charitable organization that stood out to me the most was, um, it was the Cancer Fund of America, which was, it's dissolved because it was so bad, but um, they only had 2.5% of donations actually making it to the victim's families. So imagine if you gave the Cancer Fund of America $100 and you're thinking like, oh, I'm donating $100 because a family member has cancer and you know, I feel like my heart is calling me towards this. So you donate $100. Out of that $100, only $2.50 is going to someone who actually needs it. The rest of it was going to pay off lawyers and their friends to do projects, quote unquote. Um, and it's just crazy to me because it's like, you know, you're donating money to do something good for the world, but in reality, your money is not always going to where you think it is, right? That's really upsetting. <laughs> yeah, they're dissolved now. They're no longer an organization uh, for obvious reasons, right? Like, that's not okay. And I'm pretty sure they got caught in some scandals and whatnot, but they were 501c3 at one point, right? Mm -hmm. So definitely like eye-opening to keep your eyes open and like do your research and all that. We as a collective want to do things to help each other and lift each other up, but we have to remember that not everyone has the same good intentions, right? So the fact that only $2.50 of that $100 is being donated to an actual person in need, mm -hmm. like that's baffling because I yeah. would rather just hand someone that $100 and know that they can use it mm -hmm. instead of like being used erroneously for... Um, excessive overhead expenses right like companies yeah. they need they have overhead expenses they need rent they need marketing and advertising but just doing that consciously and not being so excessive with it and making sure that the actual plan and purpose of the organization is like to help whatever that causes and that they're actually doing that yeah would you rather hand somebody on the streets a hundred dollars or would you rather donate a hundred dollars to the homeless coalition this is something i've I've really gone back and forth with over the past few years yeah. and I'm still thinking about it. But in the past, like before I moved to New York, when I would give like to people that would be asking if I had like food in the car, apples or granola bars, like whatever, like food, I would rather prefer to give them food because I would be like, okay, I know it's going to nourish them. I know it's going to be good. Yeah. And like, I don't know where the money is going to go. Okay. But growing more, I realized like as a person giving money, like that's not my responsibility. Like I'm giving someone the energy and the tool and what they need mm -hmm. and whatever they choose to do with that money is their choice and their free wills. And like, that's not up to me to choose. Yeah. So like I can provide it, but at the end of the day, like, I should not have control over that and like yeah that's it so that's something that I've really like yeah 
So no, that's so good. That's such a good point. Um, I think it's hard because like anytime in New York, you give somebody like five dollars and they'd be like five dollars. That's it. Give me ten dollars. You don't have ten dollars, twenty dollars, and then you kind of get heckled into more. Yeah. Um, so there's like both sides, but yeah, that's that's such a beautiful way to think about it because it's so true. You're giving someone a resource and it's up to them and then you know at the end of the day you can only do and put out that positive energy and hope that it sticks right um so i know that we've been talking a lot about all these like crazy crazy ideas that when it comes to donating items or donating money and it seems very negative but we want to go ahead and spin that around right we want to put the positive so how can we make this a positive this is something in the world that's not necessarily the best but it's good to be conscious about it right it's good to be aware because that's what we're trying to be more conscious more aware of what's going on and how we can what we can do about this right so we can start off with how to make sure that the money you donate is being used appropriately or the way that you want it right so the first thing that we want to mention is this website it's actually a 501c3 themselves and they're called the charitynavigator.org so it's a website you can go on to and you can look up any 501c3 uh, charitable organization and what they do is that they rate nonprofit organizations on a couple of different factors so one of the factors is like financial health accountability and transparency and they literally have over 1.6 million nonprofit charities that they investigate and they rate on those three things and it's actually really good because you can go on their website and you can type in whatever charity you're looking at uh, and you're considering and you can find their score and what they're rated based on financial health accountability and transparency that's such a great resource because I remember in our nonprofit class, mm-hmm. one of the lessons we were looking at um, financial statements mm-hmm. and then digging down in the financial statements, seeing what exactly all of the money was being used for. And if you're trying to donate, like that could be a little bit time intensive mm-hmm. and just like trying to find the financials and whatnot. Yeah. But this makes it so accessible and easy mm-hmm. for people to go in and just type and have all of that there. So this is awesome. Yeah, it's so good. And they actually, they look at the IRS forms, they look at the financial statements. And if they don't make their financial statements available to them, then that hits them on a negative point. So like, why wouldn't you make your financial statements available, right? Nonprofits are audited just like, you know, normal companies are. So like making that public is transparency so why wouldn't they be transparent about it um so very true what you said they look at all of that and then another website that i found it's called the bbb wise giving alliance website so you can find them at give.org and we're going to link all of these down in the show notes if you guys want to reference them um but same concept they evaluate charities but on four pillars so governance results reporting financing and truthful transparent communications so same things and what you can do is like before making a monetary donation you can look them up on both of these websites and see how they compare and how um, their ratings kind of align and whether that's in line with your values Um, so that those are two resources that i found really useful to 
to me, I'm like, okay, this is good because someone already did the research. I just have to go through and read if I like it or not. <laughs> um, and then the third is um, one thing that you can do is if you trust an organization, you look them up, they have a great track record. And if you trust the organization, you can give an undesignated gift and you can let them decide how they wanna use that money. So for example, if I'm giving a monetary gift to a bigger organization, um, I may wanna be more specific about where I want that money to go to. So for example, anytime you donate money to a 501c3, you can say what program specifically you want it to go to. So if you want it to go to the women's program or the children's program, or I don't know, whatever charity you want, they each have programs and you can designate exactly where your donation is, you want your donation to go to. That's not always the case. Like if I'm donating to a smaller charitable organization and I know them more personally, I might do an undesignated gift because they might actually need that for rent or for um, whatever overhead expenses and that limits them to certain things, right? So whether you trust the organization or not, that's a good way to use your um, the power of your money. You can designate it or undesignated. So yeah, so if you at the end of the day, if you trust an organization, um, you did your research, they have a good track record because you looked them up on both of these websites, you know them personally, and you know that they're making good, they're transparent, they're making good decisions, you can give an undesignated gift and they'll use that money towards whatever, whatever they need it for. But if you are unsure about the organization, but you still want to give specifically to a specific program, you can designate that when you donate your money. Like usually if you're doing it online, there's like a comment section, you can put that in. Or if you're doing it by check, you can put it in the memo part of your check. Um, And they have to use it for that specific, they have to put those funds aside for that specific cause. Um, So that's something that I'm not sure that everyone knows. So no, I I didn't know that. And that I, I believe universities do the same thing, right? So let's say you want to donate specifically to like this like accounting school or computer science or the education fund like you specifically say that and they have to use the money towards that so that's cool yeah yeah and so besides money let's look at some other things we can do yeah talking about donating so first buy what you need. So this is a plug towards our greenwashing episode and our power of money episode, but sometimes we don't need all of these things. So just being conscious of what we're bringing in to our homes, that's number one, because you have less to donate if you're using everything for its full life. And number two, and this is really fun and awesome, and it's a way that you can make money as well, but selling your clothing or items on websites such as Poshmark, Facebook Marketplace, or ThreadUp. So I feel like I used to feel a little bit guilty for selling my clothes. Like in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, like these are used and I'm selling them. I'm like, I'm not like giving them to a friend or I'm not donating them. And I kind of felt a little guilty. But then when you sell your things, you know that the person that is buying it actually wants it and is actually going to use it so you have somewhat more of a peace of mind that it's not going to end up in a landfill somewhere or it's not going to end up like taking jobs away from someone so yeah going that route is a really good way and even if you're 
like just selling it for a way discounted price like you still know that that's going to a home that it's going to love and cherish it hopefully yeah no that's so true and at first i i was a little adamant about this one because i was like there's no way who's gonna want to buy my old stuff i put a couple things on poshmark and it sold and i was like I cannot believe someone paid this much for a dress that I have or, you know, I thought it was worth, like I way overpriced it and somebody bought this dress that I had and I was like, wow, okay, so it actually works. Like you can actually sell stuff online. You don't realize it until you do it, that it's actually, some of your stuff is actually valuable. And then something that you shared with me is buy nothing groups on Facebook. Yes. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it because there's this like buy nothing movement of people who are on a quest to buy less, kind of like you mentioned earlier. And it's just a Facebook group. Every um, county or district or area has one. So I was in that in one specific to Orlando when I lived down in Florida and it was very active. Like people post on there all the time like hey I'm giving away these jars or giving away XYZ or I am looking for xyz item and people would actually post on there and it's very active like now i'm in new york and it's specific to the neighborhood that i live in and you have to put in the streets you live on um to to verify that you actually live in this certain area and people are giving away stuff all the time and um if you ever need something you know you can get it from there or you if you ever want to give stuff away like people are on there that actually need certain things so it's actually really good it's called buy nothing and you can just search it on Facebook and join their group. And it's really interesting to see what you find. I feel like you could find some really cool things. Like I know you showed me really nice furniture before, like mm-hmm. tables and couches and like people are just giving it away because they, yeah. I don't know, they're moving or just don't need it anymore. And it's some nice stuff. Yeah. Like there's this one lady in this Facebook group that I'm in now and she's furnishing um, her vacation home from the stuff that she's finding on this buy nothing group so like someone posted a beautiful like king size bed royal blue like she's moving out of new york and you know i live in a pretty nice area in manhattan so like there's people on there who have really really nice things and i don't need this bed at all ever i never thought about it but this one lady commented in the comments oh i'm furnishing my vacation home can i have this And I was like, that is crazy. She's furnishing her entire home from things she's getting for free. And it's nice things. So definitely something to think about. Um, You know, if you're ever giving stuff away or want to get something, like it's very active and the good stuff goes fast. It's like you need to turn your comments on. (laughs) Or your your notifications got to be on real quick and you got to be checking it constantly. That's fun. I love that idea. Maybe that'll be me in 10 years. That's funny. That's me now. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, we've talked about our our little finds, so it's cool. It's like if someone comes over and they're like, oh my gosh, I love that desk. And then you're like, let me tell you the story behind it. Like, it's cool. It has a whole story. It's not just like I went to so-and-so store and bought it. It's Mm -hmm. like, let me tell you how I found it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So... Let's talk about our weekly challenge. Ooh, okay. So this week we want to focus on how we can give back to our community. So whether that's with time, whether that's with money, whether that's with donating responsibly, or just being conscious of what you're bringing into your home this week so that eventually if you don't want the product anymore, like what you, how you can dispose of it, in an awesome way or putting some clothing on Poshmark and then you're making some extra money and then you're also yeah 
<laughs> yeah, no. So what are, you, what are you thinking for this week? What are you going to do? Oof. Um, I will do the Poshmark route. Ooh, that's a good one. I will do the Poshmark route. Okay. What about you? I'm thinking that I've been wanting to donate a little bit. I know we've talked about this in some ways, but there's a lot going on right now with the Asian community. And I've been thinking about doing a small monetary donation, but I want to make sure it's a good, reputable charity so i think i'm going to do my research this week on that and make a small little donation and try to help and do a little part of it but i know that that's not a lot but that's great no that's yes that's awesome <laughs> don't under undermine that whatsoever yeah. yeah so i'll do my research and um you know i know this we'll see yeah if you find a good one um we can you can share it with everyone next week okay and then we can talk about it no that's awesome i would love to love to hear that love it (laughs) you guys let us know dm us write us on instagram um let us know what you guys are doing if you have any good ideas of how you're helping out your community this week we're definitely interested we want to hear what you guys are doing and maybe it'll inspire us too to do something that we haven't thought about yet and if you also have any good charities that you have looked at and do 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 donate to let us know yeah love that so we are at the part of our episode our tradition we are pulling a card and we pulled one earlier or i pulled one earlier amanda watched me and amanda usually pulls the card but today i was like feeling inclined to do it (laughs) so today's card I will describe it to you. It's got a girl with her hands up in the air. And it looks like me when I do my kundalini meditation with my hands up in the air that I've been doing the past couple days. Um, couple days. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Let Hold on. It's been almost 40 days. Bianca is about to finish her 40-day meditation, which is huge. This is not a couple days. I know. I couldn't think of the number. I was like, how many days? It's a- you're probably, you're almost at 40, so like you're right there. Okay, so it's this girl holding her hands up in the air, like I've been doing for the last... 40-ish days and um there's an eye and some fire some moons some hearts some stars and good vibes all around and on the front of the card it says we are constantly learning and the back of the card says character building moments there are times in life when circumstances make you feel anger despair or out of control Remember, though, you always have control over your mind, your thoughts, and your feelings. Breathe deeply and don't let any external circumstances take away your inner peace. Ask yourself, why does the situation bother me? What is the lesson here? What can I heal here? These are character-building moments that make us who we are. Learn to embrace them as such. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, so essentially, I feel like like this reminds me of triggers. Mm-hmm. So if something is happening in your life and triggering you, dig down into that and figure out why. Because it's triggering you for a reason. And like once you figure out that why, you can focus on it and heal it. And this kind of goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, where it's like, you were trying to get to the gong class yeah. and it was just like everything wrong was happening and instead of like 
freaking out and like I probably like would have parked the bike and would have been like okay like I'm gonna go home like that was just a lot like Mm -hmm. you stuck through it you changed your mind you controlled that like you came after we met up and had the best time ever so it's like don't let little things ruin your whole mindset your whole day your whole perspective and like you are in control of any of these shifts (laughs) my heart is fluttering right now just out of excitement because it's so true you know these there are so many moments and events that make people so angry um, especially in today's world, I feel like it's so polar. Um, there's a lot of polarity and things trigger people. Like you say something like people are trying to be careful with what they say or not careful and people are triggered or not triggered in a certain way. And it's just like, let's take a step back. Why are we feeling these anger and anxiousness and take a step back, take a deep breath and let's learn from it. Let's grow from it. It's a learning experience. So um, everything is meant to happen for a reason and let's embrace it and grow from it. Let's use it to our advantage, right? Exactly. Thank you for picking and reading that beautiful card for us today. How fun. This episode was so much fun. It was good. (laughs) Oh, wait, I'm doing the outro. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you guys for following along and making it all the way to the end of our episode today. We hope you learned a thing or two and are able to implement positive changes into your life from what you heard today. So if you like the podcast, please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Vata Time, where we frequently post to keep you guys in the loop. That's it for today. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. See you next week. (laughs) 